If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of the Mind Pump... Hey, guys. Hey, for the first 45 minutes, uh, we have our fun introductory conversation, and then we get into the fitness stuff, but here's what we talked about for the first 45 minutes. Uh, Adam starts out by mixing Organifi's new immunity powder. It's actually pretty good stuff, good to boost your immune system. Alchemy. With Organifi's nootropic powder, pure. He put them together in water. He drank them. Find out what happened to him in this part of this episode. Then we talked about the Notre Dame Cathedral donations um, and who's donating. Apparently, they raised like $700 million. Yeah. That is insane. Then we talked about the science behind old man strength. It's a real thing. We talked about Carl's Jr.'s new CBD burger. What the hell? Don't they know it's THC that makes you hungry? It's a green burger. We talked about the Bang drinks, you know, those chemical-laden caffeine drinks and their uh, lawsuits with monsters rain and apparently there's another lawsuit saying that they pixie dust their stuff bang bang then we talked about how the online influencer industry is all going authentic isn't it funny it's almost like like we called it a while ago weird joe rogan uh is getting attacked by media matters apparently he doesn't have enough women on his show we talked about the first 3d printed heart by and they use the patient's own cells this is crazy uh, I talked about this new Minority band Report. that I found because Justin showed me them. They're really good. Wolf Mother. Check them out. Great workout music. And then Justin brought up uh, a very interesting article. Apparently, there's doctors that are trading pain pills for, you guessed it, sex. Sexual favors. Then we get into the fitness part of this episode. First question, what's a good age for someone younger to start working out in the gym with a parent? So at what age should kids start working out with their parents? Next question. This person uh, is bringing up a couple of our past episodes. We had Jim Quick on and Hal Elrod. They both have morning routines, but they're both different. Which one do we subscribe to? Uh, do we think one is better than the other? I have morning wood. The next question. Thanks, Justin. Uh, what are our thoughts on cryotherapy and ice baths for recovery? Do they work? Do they make you healthier? Are they good for muscle growth? Are they good for fat loss? Find out. The next question, the last question, actually, what are our experiences with meditation and what advice do we have for people looking to add meditation to their lives? Also, this month, MAPS split our Bodybuilder Advanced program 50% off. If you want to sculpt and shape your body, if you want to develop it to look like a damn statue, this is the program for you. That program is normally $177.00. It's half off. That's a big discount. Sliced. Here's what you do. Go to mapssplit.com, M-A-P-S-S-P-L-I-T, two S's in the middle, .com, and use the code SPLIT50, S-P-L-I-T, five zero, no space, for the discount. And if you're interested in other MAPS programs, let's say you're not interested in an advanced bodybuilder program, let's say you're a beginner, or you want to do an athletic training program, or you want correctional exercise, or you like to train with unconventional exercises like a strongman, we have programs for you. You can find all of those at mapsfitnessproducts.com.
Wake me up yeah. before we go, go. I'm gonna, Sal, I'm going to double this. Take me dancing I'm going to double tonight. this up today. Am I, is this going to be okay? I'm what, gonna, what are you taking? I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna, you're going double deep. I'm going to stack the Organifi Pure with the Organifi Immunity. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't think there's mm. any interactions, so I think that's a fine combination. Let's see what it tastes like. Organifi Pure is the nootropic, one of the, pri- the, the chief ingredients being lion's mane. Chief. Chief. Lion's mane mushrooms, uh, which- Captain. Uh, I'm yeah. going to bring Chief it's back. It's a captain yeah. ingredient. We used to say Chief a lot back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I like general. Yeah, wasn't didn't Chief also mean like when you'd smoke weed? Yeah. Chief? I, I just yeah. hate it when like somebody calls you Chief. The Chief on, yeah. the, the, like, chief on the joint? You're is that what, Or is that Keef? No, well, Keef is, is, is also... Used, or am I thinking but, queef? Oh yeah, like chief. Am I it. thinking queef? You don't oh, I remember like when you're smoking your chief. <laughs> what does that mean? Queefing. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Just, that's totally different. Did you just reference in an Organifi commercial queefing? No, <laughs> just, we, did, we just dropped did, some queef. Did you really just <laughs> inside really that commercial? That? I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait for Rachel. I love it. Rachel sends some of our audience that doesn't know this. Like anytime, like we do our commercials for our companies. They, we sound, I don't we think send, she sends all of them over. Oh, yes. The good yeah, ones. No, she sends them all. So that's part of her job is she sends over the- Well, this is off to a good start. The yeah. sound bite. As soon as <laughs> I said queef, Doug, like he head palms so hard he almost knocked himself out. <laughs> yeah. ah! So I'm going to combine the the pure, which we we typically pure have. Pure is the nootropic. Yeah, we um, have that before our podcast. It, yeah, lion's goes. mane boost BDNF in the brain, which is good for the brain. But so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jack BDNF. this up with this this new immunity one that looks like- Yeah, they a, have a new product. A new product. I don't know why I said that weird. Pr- uh, called product. immunity. Um, and so, and it's orange flavored. I think they're, they're like, hey, if you feel like you're getting sick or whatever. So I'm looking at the ingredients here and they do a damn good, they do a pretty good job, man. Like- it's got mushroom beta glucan in it. So this this is something from mushrooms that has been shown to have adaptogenic properties. Uh, so it helps the body deal with stress, but also has these kind of a immune boosting properties. One of the studies I pulled up showed that it's got a favorable uh, effect on uh, uh, cancer cells, even uh, because it boosts the immune system, which is good. Um, it's got, uh, of course, zinc, ginger. And turmeric, which are both anti-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory yeah. help the body deal with inflammation. Smart. Vitamin D3, uh, got to have, you know, if your D3 levels are low, then your odds of getting sick s- seem to get go up higher. There's a lot of people that speculate on that. Mm. Um, and it tastes pretty good. But you mix them both. How is the mixed flavor? Not bad. It's really? Yeah. Now, here's a deal. Adam doesn't lie. He's oftentimes said yeah. certain supplements this, are disgusting. This is a fact. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, no, I would tell you if it was not good. No, that's actually pretty good. It's mm-hmm. pretty good together. I kind of wish, though, it's it's good enough that I wish I would have now tasted it by itself. So that was a fail. By it's now. mild. You've already tasted it. Yeah, it's got a mild. First well, of all, do you really have to ask me if I ever try a supplement that comes in here? <laughs> well, we just I got tried, it. I tried it before it's we like, put oh, it away. I was going to oh, say, you silly, you, we got silly it just beast. like a day or two ago. It hasn't been that long, has it? Uh, yeah, I got it dude, right away. I oh. popped that in some water, shook it up, and had a good time. Yeah. Drank it. But the, the pure, um, have you combined the pure yet with, uh, with caffeine? Yeah. Not like literally. I've uh, combined I've, it with the, uh, with the red I've juice. Had a, I've had a cup of coffee on my way wait, to work. Wait, wait, and hold, then on. Had- hold on. So I just realized something. We ju- you guys just had a packet of pure two no, hours ago. I didn't. I did. You guys you, did. Just Adam did. I did. Wow. Well, I had coffee. Every time, though. Dude, this is why we hide the supplements from Adam, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Because he goes too far. <laughs> we talked about this. Somebody has to find the line. Yeah. Adam's pressing the boundaries for us. I remember the time. I'm looking out for our audience. My favorite time was when we went to On It. 
Oh, God. And we were podcasting. I was possessed by demons. We st- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. That's what he thought happened. Yeah. I, Your we, head was spinning. I we, called my mom. We, so. were, we were in the Onnit house, and they have all these free Onnit supplements in there. And possessed Adam, with demons. Adam took two or three servings of, uh, what's the one that they have? Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain, which is already two or three times more than you're supposed to. Yeah. Then we get there, and Kyle mixes up like another two servings of... And we're sitting there, and halfway through the podcast, I look at Adam, and he just doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, something's not right with him. Yeah. There's a video floating around. Seven-mile stare. Floating around on at YouTube, I think, of, of that, right? And but, you can clearly see, yeah, you can see I'm Adam, right. every, everything in his might to prevent himself isn't from it, crashing and falling asleep. Isn't it interesting how that works? Like something that's supposed to be like an upper, how it, you know, take too much of it, and then it ends up doing the complete opposite. Like, I remember that podcast very vividly like you blamed it on me too I was, asshole. I was hella mad at you, you. <laughs> well it just shows you I was irritable too right? That's, was, you were super t- irritable I was tired I was irritable uh, yeah. fucking Sal yeah. what a terrible interview I didn't want you know why I didn't want to go to Ayahuasca I was like god damn it uh, yeah. I remember on the way over I'm driving over there and I remember telling the guys I'm like can we please do a podcast with somebody from the Onnit crew and not talk about Ayahuasca? Uh, like I was no, just, it's an impossible act. Yeah, and then he was like 20 minutes in, and then I blame yeah. it on Sal. Yeah. It like, it's just, like it was his fault. Do you remember when it hit you, though? I do. It was. I got. I mean, I remember t- yawning, like big time. Like we were recording, I'm going... <sighs> like in the middle of the podcast, I'm like, God, this is like weighing on me. And then I remember like leaning on my hand because I was getting so tired. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I remember I just came off of the flu, so I was like super weak and was not feeling it either. I think we were all in like a low state of uh, energy on yeah, that podcast. I, I was I was feeling okay, but I could tell that you guys weren't feeling. But I could definitely tell Adam because it hit Adam all of a sudden. Like you were already like you, you had gotten over getting sick, and we, we were all like, "Fuck, thank yeah. God you weren't," because you had a really bad flu. It was real bad. Yeah, yeah going into that. Yeah. yeah, but Adam was fine, and I remember we're sitting there. In the podcast, and it was like a light switch. It was like, yeah, yeah. Adam went from, hey, what's the matter? To all of a sudden, and I was like, whoa. To the point where I thought Kyle sprinkled something in his fucking drink. I'm like, what do they do? Uh, they I'm sabotage not, him a little bit? I mean, possibly, because that, I, that was one of the times I've only projectile vomited a handful of times. <laughs> Really, yeah. so and that's one of the I can. That's why you thought you had demons, right? Yeah, I did, dude. I did. Adam came out of the bedroom. And he's like, "I was throwing up hard last night." I, like, I think it was spiritual warfare. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean spiritual? They're coming after me. And then dude. I pieced it together because you didn't. Bro, I didn't that, even play that song or anything. No, yeah. at that point, Adam hadn't pieced it together. He's like, "I don't know what happened. It was so weird. It hit me all of a sudden." And and he's like, "I you know." He's coming up all these crazy theories, and I'm like. How many servings of uh, of, of, yeah. of whatever did Alpha you have? Brain. Yeah. yeah, and then we had it all mixed in the shake at the bar yeah. after our workout. And then I, stuff. I added it up, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, you got a lot. You reached toxic levels, my friend." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what happens when you have too much of that shit. Hilarious lesson. Don't try learned. it at home, kids. But lesson he survived. Learned. He thank God. I did. You know? I'm here still. Yeah. So hey, you, you know, you brought up on the show just what I think yesterday or whatever it was. Uh, the 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 burning of the. Church of Notre Dame, right? And oh, the, the cathedral. And you brought up the uh, what, six hundred million or something like that has been donated. Oh, so, yeah, seven hundred. Uh, yeah, something like that, right? So I looked into that further, and more than half of that money has come from like two people. No and way. It's like the two richest people, and, and one of them owns uh, wow. brands like uh, shit. What's one of the uh, Louis Vuitton, and I, I forget who the other the other company or owner is. Hmm. And they're like the the two big swinging dicks in in, in France, and they were going back and forth. Uh, one upping each other. 
Oh, uh, so that's it. Was kind of like a like a isn't that funny? It was, how, like a, it was like a charity pissing contest. Oh, wow. see, like one does a hundred million, the next guy comes hey, over. It's this all two. good when it's for a good cause. Dude, though. Yeah. Exactly. This is I've been thinking about this for a long time. Like, how do we get wealthy people to want to do more good things? And then I'm like, oh, I know. Just cater to their ego. Yeah, exactly. If, if we made it all of a sudden, if society cha- and you could use the media to do this, you know, if you could all of a sudden make it cool to donate to charity and to do this and to make it super cool, you would see every celebrity. Remember, like when the celebrities were buying the Prius, yeah. like oh, here I am driving my Prius. Everybody, look, I'm fucking. I care about the environment. Besides the fact that I fly on a private jet every week, if you can make it cool to where it feeds their ego. You'll see people with money. Oh, they've tapped. All day long. They've tapped into this for a long time. I mean, I was just at an event with Katrina's work. Every year they have this annual event at the uh, the what's the what's the bocce ball place over in in Los Gatos? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, Campo, Campo de, Bo- de Bocce. Yeah. yeah. So every year they 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 rent that entire place out. They have a That's huge a good place. Fun place. They have a huge tournament, and it's like did I say that right, so Campo yeah, you de Bocce. <clears throat> well, now no, now you're being you're making a little racist. Uh, you know, trying to be funny there. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different a different uh, culture culture every every year they have this this massive tournament where all the biggest uh gcs uh come in and they're uh competing against each other and it's all for a good cause it's i forget what the um uh what hospital that they work with when they do this but it's you know they donate all, a lot of the money to that they auction off all these things it's like mm-hmm. a, a picture of a you know ball player signed or some shit which you know would go for like 200 bucks but because it's going to a charity and a good cause and you got all these millionaires that are in there like these things go for like ridiculous prices like mm-hmm. $20,000 $40,000 for these things and it's always the the CEOs and there's so I think there's like I don't know I want to say like 12 or 14 massive companies that are all competing against each other mm. and Katrina always participates in the event she always goes and plays on on one of the the, mm-hmm. the, the teams but then all the the CEOs are there and when it comes time for the auction like oh yeah it's, oh, a, it's yeah. like a, my dick's the they biggest the oh, it, seat with their little sign oh it's totally this you know that you you those are always the ones who are making the bids on this there's a there's hundred something plus people there but it's the fucking 10 CEOs that are buying the the signed baseball or the yeah. you know the the helicopter ride for a picnic you know and it's like getting auctioned you, off for cater to the ego 40, man fifty thousand and you'll get what you yep. want you know it's funny I was I did a, a post on my story um, yesterday where did you guys see the post where it shows like a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio it's like oh, a yeah. drawing in his jet and it's like it's like I care about the environment I hope we I, I want all of us to reduce our carbon footprint and then it's like three slides later and he's yeah. in his private jet and there's a big cloud Keeps of zooming out and yeah. then he's inside the window yeah and yeah. it just reminds me that if you really want to know what someone cares about and stands for don't listen to their words just watch them look at their actions yeah. their actions will tell you everything yeah. so here's an interesting one now this is a fascinating one in, in in this, I have no again. I don't have a horse in the race here. I'm not. I'm not a, a Republican or Democrat. But which side do you think donates more to charity, Republicans or Democrats? Conservative, I would say. Republicans. They do. Yeah, they do. But they don't. People uh, consistently think of conservatives as being people who want to be rich, don't want to pay taxes, don't want to help poor people, want to keep all their money, but they actually donate more to to charities. And I think that pop, that that speaks more volumes than the than the rhetoric. You know what I mean? Now, is that where did you get that statistic? Because you know you're going to get roasted for that from all of our left. Oh no, it's a real it's a it's a real statistic. Now they come up with reasons why they'll say things like, "Oh, they're trying to pay less in taxes," which okay, whatever. 
uh, or you know, it's it's be, they oh, donate yeah. more to church, which okay, again, whatever. Um, but it is it is a true. I think it has more to do with not that you're a Republican or Democrat. I think it has more to do with that. Uh, there's a higher percentage of re- people who claim to be religious uh, on the right, and religious people, many religions, make it a part of their practice to donate to charity and stuff like that. And so I think if they actually did a a different study and said who donates the most to charity, people who are who claim to be religious versus people who don't, then you would see that religious people, you know, donate the most. Yeah, to but charity. who who has the the best memes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's what matters. <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> you matters. Know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. dude, and I, I've also been getting a lot of people asking me about uh, old man strength, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> it's a real thing, bro. Yeah, it's we've been ver- talking about that. It's a very remember, real thing. Yeah, a bunch of episodes ago, we talked about that. Like, man, like I remember. Uh, shaking uh, like this old guy's hand and just like he was just crushed my hand like I'm like and did not even I I wouldn't even have been able to tell by his physique that he had that kind of like grip strength yeah yeah no it's um it's the 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 theory goes that you know when you try to tussle with an old guy that that you may not think they're nearly as strong as you or as agile as you because you're young which is oftentimes true but when you wrestle with them or fuck with them or whatever or try to lift something that isn't a traditional weight, that the old guy is just stronger. And there's some, there's definitely some truth to this. Uh, and it has more to do with, less to do with the fact that they're stronger, more to do with the fact that they've just been in their body yeah. for a long time. They longer. know their body. They know how everything is going to respond and in how much, you know, where their reserves lie and the thresholds and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you watch, there's a documentary, um, and I don't know if it's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon called Knuckle. Did you watch that yet? I have. I just oh. started. Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? Not the whole thing yet. Oh. I just started. I, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm in. But because like, come on, dude, I can't watch that when Courtney's like- you know, like she she's not really a big fan of. No, that. it's yeah. great. So it follows. It's pretty brutal. It follows uh, Irish, um, uh, what they call them, travelers, which is you know like like basically these are people who they would call gypsies, right? Where they yeah. they live in these encampments and they it's travel like snatch, around. Kind of. Yeah, and they the way that they settle a lot of their um, their their problems with each other with different families is they fight they they fist fight with their bare bare knuckles isn't isn't that like that part that in snatch mm-hmm. depicted from like that's real yeah, yeah 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 but there's a lot of rules and honor in it so it's not like just a free for all fight with each other they actually are like they you know they'll break them up if someone has an illegal hold or whatever mm-hmm. you have to have a certain level of honor and it's just how they handle their problems but what was interesting in that and the reason why I'm talking about it is at the end this guy who's like the Irish traveler champion, I forgot what his name was, this kind of, he's like, it looks like he's in his maybe 40s, but he's been doing it for a long time undefeated. There's this young up and coming muscular boxer who challenges him from the other family. Mm. So they have this fight and the way they go is they just fight. There's yeah. no, there's no time limits or whatever. If they, there are rules, but they, they, it's bare knuckle. There's no kicking, no biting, no eye gouging, that kind of stuff. But they keep going until someone gives up or until the, the crowd is like, the guy's had enough. Yeah. And they're going, and the young guy is obviously faster and obviously stronger, and he's got a boxing background. But as and they fight for I don't know how long they fight. But they the just, old guy can take a hit. The old guy can take a hit. He's got harder hands because yeah. eventually the young guy, you could tell his hands can't take it anymore. Yeah. So then the old guy just starts. Yeah, he's getting the exhausted. He's like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, keep throwing him. You're gonna yeah. get like exhausted. And he and he beats him at yeah. the end. I'm like, that's old man. I know. Right there, dude. <laughs> it's wisdom. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny. Anyway, dude. Yeah, that's great. Um, 
Dude, uh, do you guys get the messages from people showing you the what Carl Jr. is doing? Yes, the CBD burger. <sighs> Man, dude, is, is this it just is... going to be in everything or what? It's, Hilar- a, it's hilarious. It's a it's a bubble, dude. We called it out. Um, what does CBD? What what are they putting it in a burger for? Why? I don't get it? Yeah, why? Doesn't it, because it's cool. I guess it's the cool thing. It's just like add CBD to everything. Just add CBD. Yeah, they're putting it in a burger now. They're doing it now in uh, one location in Colorado because it's it's legal there to use, you know, cannabis type products or whatever. Um, but they did say that they're testing it out to see if uh, it's got market viability. And if they could put it in burgers, it's an the- it's an it's an interesting strategy. I think that um, Jack in the Box did this really well uh, years ago. Uh, you know, there there was rumors to the the strategy of the open all night long drive through was directly to market to the stoner the stoner community and the people that are partying late night. And obviously, it did uh, it did incredibly well for Jack in the Box. I remember all through high school. That was the place to go eat. It was the only place that we could go to a party all night long, come out at two, three o'clock in the morning, and you could yeah. still go get, you know, tw- colossal twelve tacos, tacos. for for yeah. less than five bucks, right? So, I, I think that uh, that was brilliant. And so maybe the strategy uh, from Carl's is we're just trying to appeal to a, a population of people that are pro cannabis. Yeah, but but CBD doesn't get you high. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a I, I, if you're a advocate for marijuana, you have been for ten years plus of your life, and the first fast food chain to get on the bandwagon and be pro cannabis. Uh, I'm going to go support. I wanted a cheeseburger today, anyways, and I was thinking about going to McDonald's. But now I don't that- know if stoners really care. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I don't uh, think they care. Like we're going to be an activist. Like they just smoke weed. CBD in a burger, first of all, what are you going to get from it? They, they don't care enough to go make a, a, a fucking hard change in their life, but they care enough to like, I'm getting stoned and I'm going to go eat a burger and fries and now I'm going to go do Carl's Jr. because it's got think, CBD in well, it. Well, yeah, I think it's enough to try once is my point. I don't yeah. think it has any stain. What would the stain power be? What are you going to get from it? How much CBD is in there? Are they going to notice any benefits? Probably not. Plus people, look, CBD has some potential, uh, some really good potential applications for treating certain things and some potential health applications people getting a carl's jr burger doesn't seem like they care about that kind of no. stuff you know what i'm saying yeah well i don't know is it their ploy to kind of try to get people like that aren't don't make healthy decisions to look into like things like that but it's like what is it going to do for them at this point to me it's like totally watering it down and now people are going to start looking at it as like oh this is another you know magic cure all everything that doesn't really work i think what they're finding what companies are finding is if they say cbd they get a larger flood of people i think that's what they're finding right now i think that there's a money grab for the for a very long time there was a stigma around marijuana and you didn't want to be associated with it, and you were a stoner, and you were a loser if you were uh, affiliated with it. Yeah. And it is completely. It's like the post I did. Probably, I don't know. This was like six months ago. I did this post where um, I'm I'm holding a, a giant, uh, you know, top top of a, a marijuana plant, and it's OG Kush. And I think the the caption I put was like before it was cool. Yeah. And the the point of that post was exactly this: is that it's it's becoming cool now. Of course, or it's it, everybody is is going from oh, I don't want to be associated with it and having a bad stigma to hey, marijuana has lots of positive health benefits for it. So I think it's more of a play of we're going to be the first fast food restaurant that's going to openly say that we support 
this we're behind it. Mm-hmm. I think it's more that play than it is, oh, we're trying to cater to healthy people. Oh, we're trying to help people by infusing CBD. Yeah, I the, agree. At the yeah, end of the day, right. I think it's more of that. It, it's like, um, who remember when all the companies too did the... Um, uh, I think Southwest did this, where their big companies did the whole inclusive thing where they changed all their logo to, I think, like a, a, the rainbow color mm, colors and mm, so mm, that, mm. because that's the movement that's the Me Too, when the sure, Me Too sure, stuff sure. was all going on. Oh, yeah. They all, all these companies fall behind it. I think it's more like that. I think because mm. marijuana is making such a hard push in the United States right now and it's going from being. They're sp- just spreading the word of it. Yeah. yeah. So I think you're, they're trying to be the first fast food restaurant to to say hey we're it's just if you have a cbd burger you're probably gonna get a lot of people like oh my god i want to try cbd and have a burger let's go give it a shot there's no staying power there's my point no and i think what we're going to see is that the interest and use in terms of the market of cbd is going to spike and then it's going to drop very quickly i think it's going to drop very quickly for a few different reasons one they're putting a little tiny bit of cbd in stuff because cbd is expensive so people aren't going to notice anything. So that's one. So people are like, I tried CBD, didn't do anything for me. Two, it's being used in ways that there's really no application, like CBD makeup. Okay, is it good makeup, though? If it's not good makeup, I'm not going to give a shit. And after trying it for the novelty, I'm not going to go back to using it, for example. Or CBD socks or CBD, you know, like literally you're finding it and everything. So you're going to see this bubble pop soon where it's going to go from cool to nobody gives a shit, yeah. which I think is kind of crappy because there are real applications for CBD if you use the right dose and for the right things. Right. And this kind of stuff just and it's funny cuz it I remember we first met when we first met before Mind Pump. When we sat in your living room Adam, this is this was one of the topics. Yeah, we called this. We talked about how CBD is going to be everywhere and should we, you know, look into it and potentially, you know, put it in supplements if it's applicable and we all decided no because there wasn't really any good applications that we could think of um, but we knew it was going to happen what you're going to see and this this reminds me of another article that i wanted to bring up um so there was a big lawsuit on bang i don't know if you guys saw that Mm. Uh, but with rockstar right okay so there was that one that was monster monster and bang got into it so crazy i'll show you guys the image Uh, doug could probably pull this up so uh monster monster created Mm. a a line called rain r-e-i-g-n so monster created rain doug r-e-i-g-n and it literally they used the color schemes the flavoring everything like bang so that was like their response to bang bang comes into the into the market makes a big splash Mm. monster's like fuck you come out with an align that a line that like totally matches Mm. bang with creatine yeah everything everything like it's spot on to them to the point where they're in a loss they're in a trademark uh, lawsuit so even though they're not using the same name there's enough of it that looks similar to uh bangs there it is right there check that out look how look how, oh wow oh, man is that Rain hilarious and ba- <laughs> is that hilarious or what well yeah so that's the lawsuit you're talking about justin now the lawsuit okay. that i'm talking about is bang it was in a lawsuit for their um basically basically pixie dusting uh all the stuff they're saying like branch chino amino acids the yeah. creatine that everyone's yeah, buying one it milligram for. Yeah, so it says that, and I'll read it. It says, defendant knows that the consumers are willing to pay more for sports and energy uh, drinks that contain super, quote, uh, creatine, ultra, COQ10, and branched-chain amino acids, as opposed to those that do not, in part because the listed ingredients are valuable and desired to these consumers. The quality is higher, and consumers believe they are paying costs associated with the higher quality, potent, super, and ultra ingredients. The Bang Energy Drink has a class-action lawsuit, seeks... 
uh, to represent a nationwide class consumers who purchase Bang in the United States. The plaintiffs also seek to represent uh, subclasses from California, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they go on to talk about why, and it's because the the dosage that they're they're claiming, saying that it's super and super and ultra, yeah. like it's a lot, it's not even enough to make a difference. It's got crazy. It's so funny it's that you bring up bang specifically i was gonna tell you guys uh so when i drive to work i usually like pick up a water and then uh there's like a, a pete's nitro can that's at this gas station so usually i'll i'll fill up with gas and then i'll get like my morning stuff there and like i i run into the same like clerk that's always there and she's this this older lady that like we have minimal exchanges with like i'm always like i don't want you know have a long conversation but we end up like having to like it's been so many times in a just row. to fuck me eyes right yeah yeah, yeah it's just, <laughs> it's just that uh and so i'm like i'm like looking around they don't have it and so i grabbed i grabbed a bang instead and i grabbed that and i was just gonna try it and uh so I'm, I'm going to pay for it and all this and she always gives me like this one liner kind of like whatever and she's just like it's hump day and i was like yeah don't you see my drink yeah. oh well and then well, i was just like yeah you're oops. definitely seeing oops. Mixed signals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she like didn't even laugh or anything and i was like oh no like i i, I thought i was on mind pump you're like, you know? I, gotta, like I, I could get away with it you like, know like at the, yeah. and so that was awkward you're like i got a bang do you want to yeah. bang? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you oh you want to bang yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hump day you but, know bang. get it so i think this is what we're going to see with a lot of it like i sent you guys the picture of all the the beauty products and stuff that are now getting CBD infused. What is going to happen is a big enough company, you know, said company like you know Bang, is going to be oh CBD infused, and then finally somebody is going to test it and find out that it's like no- nothing, and then mm-hmm. you're going to start seeing up. That's what I think. Like so, when you say about a bubble, I don't know if there's going to be a bubble at first. I think it's going to become more and more. Po- if you were to if you were to ask me, Adam, will CBD more popular five years from now than it's today? I'd say it's going to be way more popular, way more prevalent in our. In our space. Yeah, who knows how long it'll take right. for the bubble to pop. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to be a, a bubble burst, but I think what will happen is a lot of people that are piggybacking off of the, the fame of it right now and the trendiness of it right now are going to get busted when you start finding out that the dosage is bullshit. So this is what I think is happening yeah. in, in our space. Like This is why it was so important that we partnered with a company like Ned that was we vetted very well before we did anything. We met with the CEOs. We checked everything that we possibly could and looked into them before we'd even consider working with them because of this exact fear that I know how loosely that that uh, that industry is ran yeah. Yeah. and there's just not a lot of regulation there yet so really easily can somebody you know water down something and say it's CBD and say it's 1500 milligram nobody's fucking checking that shit yeah. right now Mm-mm. it's all on the it's all on the producers and consumers are still you know they're still ignorant about what an effective dose is and what it feels like and what it's supposed to do. So consumers have no idea. Right. Quality is the only thing that's going to have staying power. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's why we're always looking for that. Any new market starts out like that. It yeah. starts out with a bunch of players and then the ones that stick around are the, are the ones that are good and the shitty ones fall by the wayside. But in the meantime, you're going to try a lot of shitty products is what's going to end up happening. Right. So, and speaking of trends, the, the new trend that's happening with social media is this and i read an article by vice written on this that online influencers are all about being quote unquote authentic now now you had the you had the whole you know the the whole uh, blowback with the fire festival and you're now getting blowback with influencers you know bullshitting on their stuff and using photoshop and all that stuff we've seen that in our space 
that now the big thing is to look as uh, you know authentic as possible. So it's funny to me mm. that yeah yeah it's funny to me because uh, you can't fake authentic authenticity, but that's exactly what we're gonna see. We're gonna see a lot of I people know. fake being authentic. Oh yeah. Uh, can you guys guess what you think that's gonna look like? Oh, yeah. well, well, I mean, it already kind of started with the whole like hashtag no filter yeah. or like you know the uh, like where they're where my they're, guts relaxed. Not they're picture. not flexing. You know, I just told for, you guys, for once. I told you on the podcast that I don't remember somebody else doing that. There's a lot of people that yeah, I yeah you were like one of the first call out that, that's yeah. attached to us now that do that and it's super common but when i was first talking about that shit it was still beast mode time it was still cool to show you pumped in a perfect lighting and that was like that was the formula and i was coming out in my bathroom with shitty lighting and first thing in the morning and no pump and showing you what i look like what i'm doing so you could see real change day over day and it was probably a year or two later where i started to see more and more people in our space start to do that. And I'm just like, now, it, some people, maybe it's it's coming from a good place and it's true and, it, and, and, and maybe they didn't know or they didn't see me and then they went and did it. They did it on their own because they felt the same thing that we felt, maybe. But I do see a lot of people now, again, that are riding trends that are like, oh, okay, so it's we're now in a place where we don't lie about our shit. Now we tell it straight up. And so mm-hmm. you're going to see more and more people... It, it, at the end of the day, I, I mean, I don't hate. Like, that's why I haven't said... I, I, mean, like, I, I like the movement. Right, right. So, I mean, that's how I feel about that. Like, I, I don't rag about it because, uh, you know, it's uh, if I it, whether I started it or not in that in our space, fucking more people doing it, that's that's positive. That's part of why... That's what we all want. Right. So, if, if more people are doing it, um, you know, hopefully most of them are doing it for the real authentic reasons and then they're trying to do good in the space, like, I'm all for it, you know? So, I hope we see more of it. But it definitely was not... Uh, uh, that many people doing it just four or five years ago when we first got on Instagram and, and the podcast and it's becoming more popular. It just is interesting. You meet people that you see in media and social media in particular. And then, you you know, we get a chance to meet people in person and you meet them in person and they're not at all like the persona that they present. And you think to yourself like, wow, that is so... yeah. It's so fake. It's crazy. How can you live? Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I've always thought of that. And I, and I know that's been a formula forever is like presenting yourself is like, even it's like a character, Sure. you know? And like, I know a lot of people in the entertainment business, like, you know, struggle with that. Like fake it, fake it till you make it. They even create new names for themselves. because They think it's more marketable and all that stuff. Yeah. It it just, it it seems like it would just take too much energy to be two different people. That's how I feel. You know what I mean? It would just take too much energy. And the way I look at it is I look at it long term. I think to myself like, okay, how am I going to be able to do this forever? There's no way I'll be able to do it forever if I'm two different people. Yeah. There's absolutely no way. At some point, I'll slip up too. That's the other thing. Imagine walking around with the fear knowing that you may get found out by some fan or someone who gets you on their iPhone that you're just well, and I think not too, real. A lot of people just have a misconception that uh, people want that better version of you. And so they, they feed into that idea where, in fact, they would probably, you know, like praise you for like being more real. Yeah, it, it makes you bulletproof, in, in my opinion. Being, being truly authentic makes uh, you bulletproof. It's scary, though. It's scary when it you're, is scary. It's yeah. scary when you're. Yeah, because if people don't like you, right. it's the real you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's 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 scary for a lot of people. I mean, we we Everybody battles with their insecurities and. You know, we we now live in this Instagram world where we put a lot of uh, ourselves out there, and 
you know, who wants to lead with your worst foot? I mean, it's just like the first your time you're on a date. It's not like you're like the first yeah. time like, oh, so I have this one bad habit where I smoke cigarettes on these times and oh I always yeah. I, I leave the toilet seat up a I lot. Get this and, weird rash. Right, exactly. You don't come out clean with it. You just don't really do that. What you do is you say you 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 hype yourself up uh-huh. to the other person and you're you're kind of, you're trying to, and so I think that Social media is just a microcosm of that. We have it's just a, it's exaggerated to the tenth degree, super exaggerated. Yeah, so we're, we're best angle, but it's becoming angle. trendy. So it's I, to me, I'm I'm interested to see what people do to try to appear more authentic besides actually being more authentic. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's what I think is going to happen. You're going to see people posting certain types of pictures more and certain types of things more. Maybe more, well, you know, just to just show that they're more authentic. That's the part that I'm. It'll probably I can't wait be to. popular until somebody who's like authentically being themselves, but they're an asshole, you yeah. know, and they're like saying horrible shit. Like, what's well, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll stop. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're. It doesn't mean. Yeah. I'm, yeah Thanks for being real, you. but yeah. you're an asshole. Right. Speaking of media, um, did you guys hear about Rogan and how? Media, you guys know who Media Matters is? No, no. Mm-hmm. What's it's that? this nonprofit organization whose goal it is to. Uh, Basically, to reveal or to uh, to call out the false information from the conservative media. So they're they're a a liberal nonprofit group designed uh, or that whose goal is to uh, you know to to call out what they consider bullshit and stuff in conservative media. Whatever, no problem with that. That's cool. But they're going after they weren't going after like a Rogan. Watchdog from that perspective. They're going after Rogan because they're saying that ninety percent, and this is what they're going after him for, which is of all the things you can go after Rogan for, this is the the dumbest thing you could possibly pick. They're going after him because they're saying that he's such a big show, he's got such a big influence, but ninety percent of his guests have been male, and he needs to have more female guests, and so they're trying to hammer him for it. But it looks like it's it's uh, it looks like it's backfiring. That's lots crazy. of people. Yeah, I've but, listened to his show a lot, and he's had a lot of female guests. He has. Yeah. He's definitely had more male guests, but he well, does. Yeah, but, he's MMA well, and comedy too. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's impossible to not. It's yeah. fit. unless you have a perfect even split, you're always going to have one more of the sure, other. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like all you have to have is it's one more. It's never going to be a perfect even split, oh, like God. ever. Yeah, Plus, it's his going with his interests. Plus, it's his show. We have this really powerful. Uh, opportunity in in this country to just not just to tune out, not listen, and not give them money. That's your protest. So if like you're mad, like Rogan doesn't do what you want, then don't listen. That's it. But this kind of stuff is, is cracks me up that they're going after him for not having as many women on his show as he has men. It's his show and his yeah. audience. His popularity will will reflect if he's doing a good job or not. And yeah. he's a very popular. Podcaster, and I think he's extremely balanced. Maybe not in terms of gender, but if you look and listen to the guests he has on the show, he has them from all kinds. What's that that term? The term that you use is it where they're you know just blowing smoke? And do you think that this is really the opinions of people, or are they just trying to? Oh right. What's that? Well, this was actually from what's that called? Media Matters themselves. I don't I don't know what you're referring to. Yeah, I, I I think you've referenced it before. Where and our our forum has talked about it too before. Is like we're like they'll pull bring up something ridiculous to. Make yeah, yes. the other side looks yeah, stupid. Yes, yeah. but it's n- it's not really the opinions of anybody. It's one like person. Most people don't care. Yeah, it's yeah. like an alarmist type of post where it's mm-hmm. you're just trying to get attention, but like get people like yourself to talk Try about to it. Rally be like, the troops, right? To get people to go like, oh my god, I can't believe someone would think this about Rogan. When in reality, nobody really thinks that. It's one asshole who wrote it and, yeah. and, and has gotten a bunch of attention. Right, right. Like, no, no. This sure is this is, is no. This is media matters themselves. They are the ones putting this out. They are again a. 
relatively influential nonprofit organization, they're the ones that are putting this out. So it isn't just an individual tweet from someone that's making the rounds. Hmm. It's an organization saying, hey, and I believe they wrote him a letter like, hey, you need to, you know, you need to remedy this or whatever, which is insane. And if you go in the comments, so I read the article uh, that was done by Media Matters. Hmm. And if you look in the comments, they got blasted. And I'm sure it was a bunch of Rogan fans that went on there. That just roasted them for yeah. Hard to fuck with somebody who's got like Oprah power, dude. Big time. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's, I would think that almost anybody who tries to fuck with him is going to blow up in his face. Yeah, you need to have a good case, and I, and there's certain things you could definitely go after Rogan for, but this is a silly thing to go after him for. You know, if you're trying to go after the uh, guy, he's kind of bulletproof, man. I mean, if you listen to him, he he's he's pretty uh, straightforward with his views and things that he likes. It's like. And he's obviously got millions of people behind him. Like, oh, good luck. Yeah, how big is this? Don't they say his show gets more downloads or than views Fox or whatever? Fox and CNN combined. Than all, yeah, yeah, than all the news networks Well, combined. even the, the late night shows. Like, you know how that used to be the majority of views were, you know, your David Letterman's and Jay Leno's and, you know, and he just, like, all those combined is now getting more views and listens. Crushing them. Yeah. Uh, another thing, this is kind of cool. So the, they did the first, you know, this is insane, by the way breakthrough the first 3d printed heart and they used they used cells from the man that they printed it for wow so they were they were able to use stem cells we're here everybody cells and they used his own body to 3d print him a heart that that worked um i should read more i think so i think yeah you've got to read more that's crazy no i think that's how insane is that so they just took from his own cells and like are these like stem cells that you can like mold and i I believe so yeah how crazy is this like how that's insane yeah i mean in in you know at some point they'll be able to do more i feel so dumb when i hear stuff like that it's like (laughs) i'm like i'm just repeating science fiction like ideas that (laughs) i've seen on a movie i hear hear that and i just go like how is that possible yeah all right so here it is read this So, so it says researchers at tel aviv university have successfully printed the world's first 3D heart using a patient's own cells and biological materials to completely match the immunological, cellular, biochemical, and anatomical properties of the patient. Until now, researchers have only been able to 3D print simple tissues lacking blood vessels. And then this is from one of their one of their statements. It says the, the heart, this heart is made from human cells and patient-specific biological materials. In our process, these materials serve as the bio-inks, substances made of sugars and proteins that can be used for 3D printing of complex tissue mo- models. How crazy you is this? You know what? I'm going to be so mad if in 40 years we have figured this all out and I could just they're going to regenerate me to like 25-year-old me and I, I took it easy on myself for this mm. long. <laughs> like, I could have been doing all kinds of crazy drugs and jumping off buildings <laughs> and doing weird shit if they were just going to piece me. The Rolling me. Stones are still going on tour. Right, uh, dude. They're oh, going pe- to piece me together back all back together in 40 years, man. I should have went harder. With uh. your own cells. Yeah, you that's know? what I mean. That's like, crazy. Well, yeah, there's no like chance of rejection if it's your own cells. Yeah, imagine you lose like a hand or whatever, and they'll just print it for you. That's like, what that, I'm saying. That's brilliant. So what they said here, so the, okay, so the 3D heart is small. It wasn't normal size, but they did say that later on what they're going to be able to do is train the these 3D printed hearts to act like human hearts in terms of their pumping ability and stuff like that. So right now the cells can contract but do not work together. So they still have some steps to take before- huh. They can print you a heart and then do a heart transplant. Because, dude, organ transplants, I mean, that's a terrible position to be in, you know? 
if you need a Not kidney that, or liver I, or heart. I hear it's like incredibly hard to get up on the waiting list and get what you need and a yeah. match and all that. Imagine it doesn't just, always work. If yeah, every, and it's your own cells. If, right. If every hospital could just reproduce you an organ. And, and that's you, crazy. And you literally just like a Lego plug it in and it works. Like your old organ, except it's oh, brand that's what new. I was missing. You know, uh, we're gonna be like X Men. How far? No, think about this. Who do you guys want to be? Huh? I'm gonna be Wolverine. W- Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be. Um, who do I want to be? I want to be the Colossus. But yeah. He's metal. Yeah, he is that's metal. Weird. I don't. I'm not. I wasn't. Uh, I like. I like X Men. I think they're cool, but it's not you, my favorite superheroes. Who, who do you want to be? Of all the superheroes, guinea pig guy. Come on, bro. I have. Yeah, don't make fun of my. Don't make fun of my friend. Don't make fun of my friend. Yeah, you picked the coolest. Wolverine is yeah, awesome. Coolest. Fucking guinea nah, pig. Dude. Guy. I like uh, uh, if if I if I were gonna be a super Hulk, bro. I have all I had all the comic books when I was a kid. It was always Hulk, always. Yeah. Best. Hulk's good for you. Hulk, and then Spider Man was. I was a big fan of Spider Man. See, I go too. Iron Man, but he's not like he doesn't have any superpowers. It's all his brain. Yeah. Plus, I have a comic book where, where, thing, where Hulk backhands true. him and, and almost kills him. So I was like, dumb. Yeah. yeah Iron Man can't <laughs> can't keep up. I like Iron Man. But though. yeah. Anyway, so so think about this. How hell look at this. <laughs> Thank, thanks, oh, Doug. Oh real, my God! Real, I'm posting that. Please, yes. please. Hundred percent, Doug. You have to. Where'd you Google? Real men yeah. love guinea pigs. <laughs> You know, oh my hey, God! That I wouldn't. Image, that image. I wouldn't do that if I were you, because it sounds a little homoerotic. You might find some pictures. Oh of God! You know? You're the only one who can't get away. It's, I can. Get it's away. worth it. I can get away with saying stupid shit all the time. You can't. What? What do you mean? Because you're always so. You're so. You're always so PC. I'm not. So if What's, I. I can say shit that's like borderline wrong and bad, and people give me. I get yeah. forgiven. What, what, what you, do you don't. You don't. What, what am I saying that I like? You just to... said I can't say that. I oh said, no, yes, no, no, I can I'm say saying that. You can't go on. I said you shouldn't go on there because you might see some photos yeah, you don't yeah, want. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah, you were yeah. saying that I'm going to get backlash. No, I don't care about that. No, that's oh. real men love gerbils. That's different. Oh, that's a whole yeah, different. It's a different genre. ball game. Yeah. yeah. How? How? What if in the future? Think about this. What if in the future, a billionaire athlete or someone could literally be like, hey. I want to double my cardio, uh, you know, my cardio abilities. So you get two hearts. Can you three print, three D print me a heart from my tissue, but make it a fucking way better like a, heart, like a turbo heart? Yeah. Or can you three D print me new hamstrings? You yeah, know what I mean? Of course, that's going to be the new <laughs> performance enhancement, right? Like steroids, schmeroids, dude. Damn, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what like, I'm I want high performance parts. That's going to be crazy. Now you're going to be like a, 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 you know, like a NASCAR oh. at that point, dude. I wanted to tell you, Justin. Uh, thank you very much for introducing me to. Wolf Mother. Oh yeah, yeah. You're what welcome. You're a welcome, great America. Band. Dude, them and the Sword. Oh, it's kind of a similar genre. Their yeah, sound. Rad, huh? It sounds so 70s and just so real. And I've been working out to Wolf Mother lately. Yeah, I love those guys. I, I, yeah, that that was like some of the the few and far between like music and bands, like rock bands that still had that old kind of feel to them, and like you know had that had that real cool like. Homage to uh, you know like, some like, of the old bands like, yeah, like Zeppelin and Zeppelin. And Ze- and are, are are they like Greta uh, Van Fleet was another one? Are they like a little underground? Or are they pretty big and popular? No, yeah, no. People who know know, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 definitely not a genre that's like super popular. Oh, love them. Been yeah. lifting to them. Hey, what's up with the doctors that are accused of trading pain pills for sex? Yeah, so I found an article on that which was <laughs> interesting, and that was on like uh, Huffington Post. They just they posted yeah they're trading like uh, no way yeah prescriptions, so they they caught a bunch of doctors for that. So the doctors like hey uh, so you want some Vicodin or what? Yeah. Well, you know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call this an even. Trade. Yeah, I don't even know how that went down. I, I totally lost the article, but uh, they got busted. They for- got busted. Yeah, for 
for like I think it was five different states that they they cracked down and and traced back to like who was providing them uh, these pills, and they also found yeah that they were actually doing these like sexual trades uh, for a lot of these. It exchanges. always blows my mind when you hear something like that that like has spread across states like. Is there like a doctor's convention where everyone's getting together? Right, some kind of like ring where and they're like, they're hey, listen, like, I know they've tightened up the reins on this whole prescription thing, yeah. but listen, you can get a serious blowjob for that yeah. Viking. I'll tell you what. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they're desperate. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard for them to trace it, too. Yeah, and like, the, how, how do they do and that? And the more, the tighter they regulate oh. it, the more they'll probably get for their Vicodin because it's yeah. so hard to get. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, have I, you tried offering your doctor a blowjob? Because right. that's what I do. Yeah, maybe it happens the other way around. That's probably more likely. Yeah, that's probably what it it's is. It's like the people talking to each other. Yeah, the fiends that are trying to get the opiate addiction. Right, and they're like, well, dude, they've even convinced dentists. They convinced dentists to basically like remove a tooth just so they had a valid reason for a prescription. No way. Yeah, that's fucking uh, like that. What a low. That you know, so, like that's that's real addiction. This is evidence right here that just because you have a PhD or you're well educated or you're successful, yeah, it doesn't mean you have integrity. Doesn't mean you have integrity. And yeah, some right. of the fucking biggest sleaze balls in the world are the most educated, like high up people that you'll find. Oh yeah, because they're making good money. I mean, that's easy thing to write off. Damn, thirty one different doctors, Justin. Thirty one. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Went down. Eight nurse practitioners and seven other licensed medical professionals. What are the nurses doing? Oh yeah, what is, I mean, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nurse, can I'm you come imagining, in? Yeah. Can you come in here and hold her hair for her, please? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's working for some Vicodin yeah, right yeah. now. Oh my god. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Tara Scott Fit. What's a good age for someone younger to start working out in the gym with a parent? Boy, that's that's a very individual question. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, when they say working out, I'm assuming they're talking about lifting, lifting weights, weights, using machines and stuff like that. In which case, I would say probably uh, as young, as old as it takes for that kid to be able to be focused enough to you know kind of take it seriously. Mm. Okay, So that could be any age. It could be 8 years old, 10 years old. Now, most gyms will not let a kid in, under the age of 12 – in their doors without a parent. That being said, kids should be active as soon as they can move. I mean, from day one, have them play sports and have them run and play and, and do those kinds of things. That's where they're going to get most of their exercise and activity, and that's how they're going to get better with their mechanics. And this whatnot. is really, it really is an individualized thing because I've seen, um, mm-hmm. I've seen all levels of this at all different ages. Like I've seen the kid. Like I remember uh, one of my trainers who worked for me train this uh, this little wrestler kid. And, man, he must have been only, like, I want to say he was 11, 10 or 11 years old, and he was just, he was an athlete. I mean, you could see the way he moved, and he was so into, and he he was training with one of, like, my elite trainers that was jacked, badass, played college football, like, and this this kid just looked up to, to my trainer like crazy and just did anything he said. And it was so fun to watch him train because he had beautiful mechanics and he wanted to get good and he was competitive about being better at his workout and just the right mindset for a kid that young if you're going to be lifting weights. Now, then you, and then I've seen the same thing. I've seen it out of a 13, a 14 year old. 
who um, is playing sports and mom and dad want him to get him in the gym and start lifting weights to help improve it. And the kid doesn't care. Mm-hmm. The kid's just not into it. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get him to do exercises and he's, you know, in the middle of a, a shoulder press or a push up, he's looking up at the TV or, mm-hmm. you know, his, his form is terrible. His mechanics are all over the place. Like, just not present and he's not ready to focus on perfecting his form and getting better at that and so then the workout ends up being geared more around play and just keeping him moving so it really depends on the kid like if you've got a kid who really wants like I, I would think that and like your kids you know your kids see you guys working out they get in there and they do some things that they're showing interest in exercise at a very young age you can probably start a kid like that a lot younger than the kid who's being told by his mom and dad that we need to go to the gym and, and get stronger. Yeah, my my goal with with my kids in exercise is to make it such a, a good association mm-hmm. um, that later on when they decide they really want to work out, that it, it's a it's a good idea for them that they that they have a good association with it, that they don't have bad memories. Because what I don't want to do is I don't want to take my kids. And force them. No, it's time to work out. We're gonna go lift. No, you gotta and, like and, it's a chore. Yeah, because yeah. what'll end up happening, in my opinion, at least, and I'm not a, a child, uh, you know, expert, but in my opinion, I think what would happen is it would develop a bad association with exercise. My dad used to make me do that. He used to force me to do. That. I used to hate it, and then it could prevent them from developing a good relationship with exercise and doing it later on. This happened to me with with judo. When I was a kid, my da- so when my dad was younger, um, I mean, he grew up real poor in Sicily, uh, uh, but when he was started working, by the time he was uh, in his mid-teens, he, had ma- he would make enough money to where he could afford to pay to take judo lessons, and the rest of his money would go to his parents. And he would do these judo lessons, and my dad was exceptional uh, at judo. Um, he, he ranked nationally and just really good at it. And so he'd always talk about it. And he was always telling me as a kid how you know great judo is, whatever. When he finally found a school, I had no choice. I'm going to judo. You're going to do this. And because he f- kind of made us do it, I had a little bit of a bad association with it. And it made me not want to do it. So by the time I was like 14... You know, I, I, I told him I don't want to do it anymore, and I stopped. Now, later on, I developed, uh, I, I went back to it as an adult in my 20s, and I don't think I would have stopped had I had a good association. Well, look at uh, the member of the kid, the Hercules. Mm-hmm. You remember him? I don't know. He doesn't want to lift weights anymore. Yeah, if you look at him now, like he's, I mean, he doesn't look, he's not fat and out of shape, but he's definitely not lifting weights really. No, no. And I had oh, a, yeah. a family member like that with soccer, same thing. His dad hammered him into soccer. He stopped. Oh, yeah, look at the Mariniviches. Yeah. Know? And like Todd and like what he went through, his dad being like so involved with all the eating and the training and, you know, trying to make him the best. And like it's just this overbearing parent that was uh, not really letting the kid decide and make these decisions for themselves. And I think that's really the you know the 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 point that we're trying to convey is that uh, you know you're trying to plant a seed and you want that seed to grow and you're not like you you can't really construct like you're like you're you're not making this kid what 
what they want. And that's what your kids like really teaching you is that like, you can't like, mm-hmm. you can't construct and mold this kid to be exactly what you want. Like you, you have to work with them. Now, that being said, I think there's nothing wrong at all with, you know, you having a 12 year old and, and he's, he or she is interested in lifting weights and you're, you're heavy into exercise oh, and, lifting great. Weights, and you want to bring them along oh, and, and, great. and teach them. I think it's a great opportunity to bond as a parent. I think it's a great opportunity for you to start to lay the foundation for good mechanics. Now, uh, you just have to model it. There's a there's a small caveat to that, which is it's it's probably better for them that you're doing more body weight, uh, body weight stability, like type of body awareness type of exercise. Yeah, versus, they just don't have the awareness to balance a dumbbell above their head. Right. So they, they opposed to uh, you going and doing a bunch of machine exercises with them. Like that's probably they're probably better off doing more body weight training mm-hmm. than they are getting well, under a, a Smith. This machine is a common theme. Like why we keep having these experts on the show, you know, strength conditioning coaches that are like world renowned, like they're all They've all like told us that like the best place to start is really body awareness and being able to then control their body on all different levels, all different directions, mm-hmm. and to really understand, uh, you know, their place in space and how to get your body to respond properly. Mm-hmm. That's that's the foundation of you know what you need to establish with kids, and from there you can really build a foundation. Uh, you know, going forward. Yeah, and there's a lot of myths around kids in resistance training. I remember the myth that it'll stunt their growth, it'll damage their growth plates, it'll false, false, false. Um, of course, anybody could get hurt working out, so form is always crucial, whether it's a child or an adult. Um, but the amount of weight that they would have to lift to damage their growth plates and stunt their growth is more weight than they would be able to lift. Mm-hmm. So they're really that risk is actually quite small. Um, form is crucial, but here's the thing. Look, I've trained a lot of kids. Uh, it's this, my second favorite demographic was to train kids. My first favorite was the, you know, advanced age people. So old people or young people, those were the two areas I, I used to enjoy doing. And with kids, what I would do oftentimes when they'd come to the gym, my goal was for them to look forward to hanging out with Sal. Mm-hmm. So I would bullshit with them. I would talk with them about video games. We would talk about, you know, you know, the, the, the friends, the girl at school, the boy at school, the, the whatever. And then I would every once in a while I'd inject exercise. And little by little, what ended up happening with these kids that I would train is they would develop this relationship with exercise where like, fuck, every time I go to the gym, it's fucking fun. Like yeah. I get to talk to Sal and the other trainers. I'm getting high fives. And I would tease some of them. You know, I'd have these these young guys that I'd train that were like 13, 14. And when they would, you know, be doing curls, I'd yell curls for the girls across the gym and they'd get embarrassed and laugh and we'd have a great time. Sometimes we'd only do three exercises. Other times they would push the and want to do more and we would do more. But my whole goal was like, I want to get this kid to remember how fun it is to come and have that good. And I do, and like with my son, my son's 13 and I don't push him to work out. I wait for him to tell me and he'll tell me every once in a while, Hey, can we do a workout? Absolutely. Let's do it. And then when we're doing it, it's about I'm telling him jokes that I don't normally tell him in front of his sister. It's, I, we talk about things I don't normally talk about around the family. So it kind of comes this like me and dad time where we get to do this cool stuff. And oh, by the way, we're working out as well. What I'm hoping to do is develop that that relationship with exercise where later on he doesn't like not want to work out because my dad forced me. It's more like, oh, yeah, I have this good, this good time when I work out. But I, here's the thing. Any amount of exercise – for a kid, so long as it's done properly, is going to benefit them. Even machines, you know, yeah. we, we talk about machines not probably not being appropriate for the most part, but 
better than nothing, and right. they're going to get some well, benefit. And one of the biggest things that you're going to combat is just really like holding their attention. And so there's ways that you can do that and be effective in that. And like there's drills you can do, hand-eye coordination drills, things where it forces them to be present. Uh, and they're fun. And so that you can make them like games. And, and I used to do that a lot with, you know, certain like ball drills and certain like field drills and things where, you know, like they, they had to respond and react, you know, quickly to what I would say or not say and, uh, you know, throw a ball, have them catch and, uh, you know, made fun uh, drills out of it. But at the same time, it was building their skill of to be able to focus when they needed to. Yeah, I remember. Uh, the, let's see. How old were you guys when you first like went into a, a legit gym where you actually first went in, maybe did a workout or hung out? 16 or 17. 16. So I was, yeah, I want to say 16. 14, 13 or 14. And uh, uh, what an experience. But I remember the, the locker room shocked the fuck out of me. I remember walking through there as a 14-year-old. I'd never seen naked, <laughs> grown old, adult men, you know what I mean, yeah, walking around. Dongs, I was like, like, I'm yeah. never going there again. Yeah. Make sure to go to the bathroom before <laughs> oh, I go to the gym. I walked into the women's room yesterday. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, at the Warriors game. I didn't, you did? <laughs> I didn't even tell you guys that. Sorry. No. Like, you just reminded me that, yeah, I did one of the... <laughs> I smoked weed out in the parking lot before I came in. <laughs> okay, all right. right? That's all making right? sense. And so we, I'm in Oakland. It's so fucking appropriate, I feel like. So we go inside <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm dodging people. And it's one of those one of those times where the, the hallway, the entrance for the male and the female are both right, like, next, to right next to each other. <laughs> and I just took a hard left in. And How quickly did you realize? Oh, I mean, once I stepped in and there was no urinals and there was like 20 women in there, I was did like, oh, shit. Like- yeah, I mean, I bolted right out. But the funny part is as I'm coming out, there was a woman trying to come in and she stopped like, oh, am I in the wrong place? I'm like, no, it's me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm the asshole. Hilarious. Yeah. Next up is from the Beardy Five Pod. Jim Quick and Hal Elrod both talked about morning routines, but their routines were quite different. For example, Jim Quick suggested keeping your eyes closed and remembering dreams. Hal Elrod said to put your phone across the room so you'd have to get up and turn off the alarm. Which do you subscribe to? Now, I I picked this question because... I one I've been I've been doing like a morning routine and just so the audience knows like my morning routine looks nothing like Jim Quick's or Hal's. You just created your own, right? And I think that's I, I this is the thing I don't like about these types of things. Yeah. Uh, and I know the the, mm-hmm. the masses love this. We all love like you know, give me direction. Tell me the three steps to becoming a millionaire. Or tell yeah. me the five steps of success. The exact formula, please. Right and. I, I don't I think the and it's like certain things that we talk about with exercise. Uh, there's there's certain truths that uh, about like these systems or things that we do. I think the biggest the biggest thing that's helping me or that I'm getting is when I get up two hours earlier than when I, I was, I'm now getting up an hour and a half to two hours before what I normally would. And what I'm finding that's that is happening is it's extremely quiet and peaceful in my house. It's still dark outside. I'm having my cup of coffee. I'm reading right now at that time. It's such a great time for me to be completely present, quiet, Mm -hmm. and focused on whatever that is, whether that be journaling, remembering your dreams, you know, fucking meditating, a little bit of exercise. It doesn't matter, 
getting up extra early when I would normally be sleeping in bed and being by myself where it's quiet like mm-hmm. that—that that is the big. That's the big bang for your buck right there. Yeah. It's, that is where the. That's the secret sauce in all these fucking formulas. Is you would normally be fucking sleeping, not doing yeah. anything, and now I'm up an hour plus earlier and I'm by myself and it's quiet. It's peaceful. I have a very clear mind. There's not a bunch of distractions. I haven't gone to work. I haven't, and I actually don't. The I I look at my phone, but I don't look at text. I don't look at social. Mm-hmm. I open up my newsletter, so I get my my morning brew and my hustle. Hustle. I read both those uh, articles now, first thing in the morning. Now, what I love about that, um, and the motivation behind that, is that helps provide content for this show. I mean, part of our show is is bringing uh, current events for you guys for us to discuss and talk about, and so it's greatly improved. Uh, what I bring to the table every morning because I've now scheduled this time that I don't miss. Where before it was kind of like hit or miss, like, oh, I'll make sure when I get to the studio, I'll pull up some articles and read so I have something to contribute to the conversation. Sometimes I did it, sometimes I didn't. Where now when I'm up two hours early, not only do I have time to read all that, then I get to dive. Sometimes there's an article I'm like, whoa, I'm really interested. Then I go deeper into the research and I start searching more about that topic or that company or stocks or whatever. And so it's just it's it's making it's making my job me better at my job and that over over all the the gratitude the affirmation writing the journaling and shit that I'm doing yes those are all great things and positive but the the real takeaway the real sauce in it for me at least it, and it's not getting caught up in who does what, how does what, or Jim does what. It's what the fuck I do. Like that. That's most applicable to my life right now. My life. If I can make an improvement on my my day, it is being better prepared for my show that I have to record every day. That's something that that is now providing. Well, it has me. staying power if it reflects like you know things that you normally would do, but you're improving upon that. And so, what the biggest takeaways I got from those rituals. Uh, is the fact that I can wake up uh, proactively instead of reactively. So uh, instead of me waking up and reacting to a text or reacting to you know uh, the uh, the alarm that's like kind of like shocking me into the world, like I've I've taken those 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 few things. Even like with Sal mentioning uh, that that alarm that 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 wakes you up gradually with light was Did a you game get changer one? for me. Yes. Tell me that shit doesn't fucking game amazing. changer. And they didn't bring that up, you know, but whatever, you know, it's like I, they've, they've found ways that really work for them to find that peak state where they feel like they have control. Like I have control now and I'm going to, I'm going to conquer, have this winning sort of like mentality going into the rest of my day. You're and driving your day versus you, your you day drive it. Yeah. You're, you're the guy that's, that's, that's in the driver's seat now versus being like, well, everybody's asking me over here and I got to read this and oh my God, what's happening over here. Like you're figuring it out. Like this is how I'm structuring my day. I'm controlling it, and then like I'm gonna be in this sort of state and this attitude. And I'm gonna roll with this. That's right. So with the with the alarm clock, crazy, right? I love it. I love it. I, I honestly feel like it's, you wake up and you don't wake up. I didn't a realize gentle way to yeah, do. Yeah, I didn't realize you could wake up differently. You yeah, know, I used to wake up to alarm all my life, and now well, it was like I a, wake up like who, I'm waking up. It's like a brace response. Was right? it was it how was it how or Jim? I don't know if it was how or Jim. Whoever did the who said the phone across the room. That is something that I have I've done because it gets you up. Yeah, you have to walk. I've, up. I've tried to avoid my phone for I the first hour. I can't snooze. I can't yeah. snooze, and I actually I put it in my bathroom next to where I brush my teeth. So the first thing I do now, my alarm goes up. I have to get all the way up walk around the bed go walk into the bathroom yeah. 
turn my alarm off. I'm already up in front of my toothbrush. I brush my teeth. And then I go downstairs. I, I make a cup of coffee and I'm sitting there and I start reading my newsletter. And so that, that's that been something that has been incredible. And I, I don't want to stop that routine. I'm going to keep it going. Sure. Oftentimes, look, it's like the benefits you get from exercise. Right. For the most part, you're, if you're just exercising, you're most of the way there in terms, in terms of health and longevity and a lot of the benefits you get. The fact that you do something, the fact that you care about your health, the fact that you're active, that's a lot of the battle. The fact that you have a morning routine is 90% of the benefits you're going to get from the morning routine. The fact that you wake up and take it seriously. Yeah. The fact that I wake up before, it's time for me to rush out of the house. I get to wake up, be quiet about it, know what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. And then you put your practices in there, whether they're gratitude or for me, I like to wake up. I like to read. Sometimes I'll do my workout. Sometimes I'll do my sauna. I've been doing this for a long time now. And it's just, it's a very different way uh, to set up your day. It's like how you're setting up. If you wake up and you're constantly rushed, it tends to bleed over into the rest of your day where you're just, you're just not ready. I like to be ready for the day. And that takes a couple hours for for me and it takes for most people. That's right. Next question is from Heinz Patricia. What are your thoughts on cryotherapy and ice baths for recovery? Placebo or actually valuable? I thought it was the oh maybe this was on my my questions that I answered this this exact question and I, I fucking think cryo is is awesome. It's amazing. And if you can afford to do it, kudos, you know, or more power to you. Uh, but I think and, and Sal, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the research shows that most of the benefits that you get from cryo, you get a maj- back to like getting the majority of the benefits. You're getting a majority of those benefits in an ice bath. You're actually getting more. I, more. Ice bath, yeah, ice mm-hmm. baths are more effective um, than cryo. They're just way more painful and, and 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 way more difficult to administer in the sense that, like, I can walk into a, a cryo yeah. chamber. It takes a it, lot more pre- preparation uh, and yeah, yeah, resources. Yeah, dumping yourself in ice water. Ooh, that's right. a tough if, one. If you don't have a setup, right? But I mean, I think that the the benefits is of the ice bath is. I thought it was equal or or, or a little less. You're saying you're claiming that the ice bath. Yeah, is, is because considered. of the length of time and the fact that it, it's it's colder. It's 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 not just colder. It permeates your body more. But here's so here's the thing. Um, two things. First off, your body's ability to acclimate to extreme temperatures. Pretend it's a muscle. So pretend like your ability to acclimate to heat and to cold is something that you can practice and develop. And this is true now, okay? This is something you can you can develop. So if you're constantly in 72-degree, you know, climate-controlled uh, environments, you start to lose that ability. And so going – and you know this. Look, if you've ever lived anywhere that's really cold or really hot, you'll find that your body will – its ability to uh, to deal with that temperature – improves like when i lived in palm springs which is a desert it gets hot as fuck in the summer like i would wake up and it would be 90 something degrees at 8 a.m and by the time 3 4 p.m rolls around it's 120 something it got to the point where when i would come up back up to san jose to visit my family and it'd be 90 degrees up here 85 degrees and my family be like oh my god it's so hot but like it's not hot at all i feel me because i was i developed my body's ability to acclimate to heat had gotten developed you hear this from people who are from freezing cold states in the U.S. Well, they'll come to California. I have friends who will visit from Wisconsin or from Chicago. I have family in Chicago, in fact. And they'll come here, and it'll be 62 degrees outside. We're all wearing sweaters. And they're like, you know, 
t-shirt and shorts and they're like it's, it's nice and warm outside mm. their body's ability to deal with the cold and that be, like all muscles you develop that there's carryovers to the rest of your body now the science does show that cold reduces inflammation and will speed up recovery here's the problem if you do it right after you work out, it also blunts the signal right. that you sent from the workout. I was going to bring that up. Right, because like, it, it, it's that old thing. Like The inflammation that you've caused within you know your workout is actually like contributing towards the adaptation process. So mm-hmm. you know if you're in a state where like I'm in a sport and I'm doing double days, like in between that where I want to make sure that like I lower my inflammation down just enough so now I can perform again and, and put more demand on my body, that's where it makes most sense for me. Or like professional athletes. That's right. why you see this yeah. a lot with professional athletes. I think this is where it's gotten really popular. It, which is you're not a professional you're athlete. You're just always like, right. like they're, killing they're, your body. Yeah, you're an NBA player. You're running back-to-back games or games with only a day apart. You're not trying to make major gains of building muscle. You care more about being able to recover and perform again. And so, therefore, you don't care that you're blunting the signal for mm-hmm. you to, to adapt and grow and build more muscle. So, for that person, it makes a lot of sense. Now, for the average gym goer, it doesn't make a lot of sense to train real hard and then go do cryo or go do ice baths all the time afterwards. I, the, you know what I think is, or for me personally, like the, that has blown my blown me away, mm. is when I started doing the ice baths or the cold showers, and when I don't. So this, so when we first started the podcast, I used to get sick all the time. Mm. Oh, you're right. All the, you're all the time. When we got introduced to ice baths and and we started get diving into the research and cryo was first coming on the scene. I remember when we first started, we went over and tried the first one that came to the Bay Area and. Uh, what I was most fascinated with was when I started training that and being consistent with it where I was training it on a regular basis, holy shit, I would never get sick. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, this is like four or five years later of, of, of getting into this, when I get sick, you can guarantee that I've been lazy on that. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm lazy on training training the hot-cold contrast – they're the only times I've been susceptible since we've been on this podcast and I get sick. So if you hear me on this podcast, you can almost guarantee that for the last month before that or whatever, I started to lay off my hot, cold contrast training. When I'm doing that, I fucking swear I feel so resilient to colds. Well, anytime well, you find a practice that's been around for a long time and has become a part of cultures, mm-hmm. you can bet that there's some kind of a, 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 in a in an amazing benefit. So if you go to like Eastern European, like, Ice baths and cold therapy has been a part of Eastern European culture and tradition for a long time. In fact, you can find videos on YouTube of children at recess being put in bathing suits. And I'm talking little kids, four years old, five years old, going out and jumping in the snow. And this is part of their- Oh, and there's the polar bear club. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, this has been part of the practice all, all over the world for a reason. It's interesting, and I was also trying to think more about this because I know- um, when I did the, the Wim Hof technique and was hyperoxygenated and, you know, that was part of the process of trying to really get tap into the parasympathetic state. Um, cause when, when you think of like jumping into ice, you're going to like, ah, you have to like be in the sympathetic state to overcome all the stress. Uh, but really what made me help, like it, it helped me to then switch over like uh, into like a different state where mm-hmm. I felt like if I relax, like I'm going to, I'm going to do better. Like my, my body is, I'm going to be able to, you know, w- withstand this, 
this this really cold feeling, uh, you know, a lot more efficiently. And it, it really helped me then to access that, you know, outside of having to jump into an ice bath. No, I think regular cold therapy is something everybody should do, whether it's just cold showers every day or ice bath or even cryo. Now, what I don't think you need to apply is immediately after your workout as a way to help you recover, unless you're tiptoeing on the line of overtraining. So if you're training so hard mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, like my body, I overdid it. It probably can't take it. Then it then it makes sense. But if you're just trying to build muscle and Brain all that stuff- do it before workouts. Yeah. Now, now, what did you know? Oh, probably from the boost of the yes. dopamine and all that. Yeah. So he was, he was when when he first was getting the get it going and when I was starting to use it a lot- That makes like, a lot of sense. Actually. He's like, dude, use it yeah. before you work out. He's like, before you go in your workout, 30 minutes before, go do cryo and then go get a lift. And boy, I had some of the best lifts mm -hmm. ever doing that. That mm -hmm. was awesome. It's it's For me, it's like a cup of coffee. If I do it in the morning before I come to work, I, I turn on, and it's fucking painful. You should, the, now that now you're going to 49er Fit and they're hooking you up, you should do the cryo oh, before you do a lift. Of course. Yeah. Oh, no, time. for sure. Next time I go there, I'm going to go in there and, yeah, and try it out. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, post-workout, not that big of a deal, but I definitely think you should do it on a daily basis. And one thing you can do, you don't need a cold bath or anything like, literally there's studies that show that a 20 to 30 second cold rinse every morning. So at the end of your shower, just put it to cold and let that shit soak you for 20 to 30 seconds that's, a day. That's how I do it. That's it. You know, front and back or whatever. And, uh, they show studies will show a dramatic reduction in illness, inflammation. They've actually shown it to be a a temporary treatment for uh, mild depression. So people who feel kind of down or whatever, do the cold, they come out and they feel more up and awake and, and kind of happy. Um, they're showing that it increases uh, emotional resilience. So people who do this tend to be able to handle more stressful situations across the board. Um, and again, we talked about the cultures that have done this for a long time. Eastern European, I know in Japan, Japanese monks have been you know soaking themselves under freezing cold waterfalls for a long time and it's been a part of their practice so there's definitely health benefits next question is from shrades what have your experiences been with meditation what sort of benefits have you been or seen in research or personal experience what advice would you give people looking to add meditation to their lifestyle this is this is a cool question because i i, I don't know what day we're releasing uh don Dapani, but uh we have we had a we have a monk that we had on the show that uh, it was a great guest it was a great interview a lot of fun hanging out with him and one of the things that stuck with me that he talks about in this episode is he talks about um, how they spent the entire day uh, preparing for meditation and I thought that was really interesting because you know in our culture right now it's all about you know, it, becoming, you know, mindful and, and getting into meditation, it's almost becoming trendy now. We have all these apps like Headspace and all that have all these different types of meditation. And we talk a little bit about this and everyone's trying to squeeze in, you know, meditation because all the science and the research that shows like that, a bandaid to the rest of their day. Right. It's like there's there, exactly versus like really trying to prepare the mind for meditation. And the thing that he said was, most people don't know how to focus, therefore you can't meditate. Mm. You must first learn how to focus before you learn how to meditate. And trying to skip that process, I think, is is almost worthless for some people to just sit in a in a 
in a quiet room if you're distracted and your brain's hopping all over the place and you can't center yourself and focus on one thing i think there's there's not a lot of value to to what people are are trying to meditate like right now no it's it's all about being where you're at being present and concentrating on where you're at and those opportunities present themselves all the time you don't have to go aside or go away and meditate you know what's 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 interesting about meditation which i think find fascinating Several studies now have been done on mindfulness and meditation in, uh, in showing how it can influence weight loss. Hmm. And what they find, what many of these studies are showing is that when they'll take two groups, both of them watching their food intake, both of them trying to lose weight, one of them also doing mindfulness practices, the mindfulness group will lose on average two to three times more body fat Wow! because of the being more aware. Now, we know as trainers that... 99% of the issue with food is all in the head. Right. And uh, it's not just about counting macros. It's all in how your behaviors. So it makes perfect sense. It makes more sense too, even even more so today because, you know, and I'm guilty of this myself. Like, you know, how many times do I pull my phone out and I'm like reading or I'm texting or I'm Instagramming at the same time that I'm shoveling food in my mouth? Yeah. And how how many times have I sat down and watched a movie and I have something in my lap and I'm just like shoveling food in my mouth mm-hmm. and I know I'm not a fucking loan on this. Like the just being I, I just putting practices in where you you don't get on your phone or you don't watch TV while you eat, it's so much it's actually harder to overeat. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting too and I've heard this from multiple people who are really into like archery for instance, like like they saying that it's it's such a meditative process because you literally can't think of anything else otherwise you're going to shoot and it's never going to go in the direction you want it to go you have to put all of your focus and center everything in one point and so like the whole pro and it could take a long time you have to get your breathing to to be under control everything has to channel and and direct into one point of focus and and i feel like that's for me, that's that that would be a good start. Like you know, something like that where I have to really like, it, it, you know, maybe it's the environment, maybe it's like an activity. It's something that's like really, uh, you know, guiding me into one focal point, and then from there I can kind of learn the process of okay, mm-hmm. this is what it's going to take for me to, you know, really channel that focus, and then now apply this like just sitting in a chair and like thinking a thought. Yeah, for me, the the, the my meditative practice. Has you has always been my workouts when I'm alone. When I work out alone, I'm not thinking of other things. I'm not thinking about what I'm doing tomorrow, what I just did. I'm not going over. I am very present in my workout. I'm very aware of my body. I'm aware of how I feel. I'm aware of the weights. I'm aware of the gym. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I love my workout so much and why I go into my workouts if I go into one stressed out, I come out of it and the problem didn't go away. Whatever I was stressed out about didn't go away, but I come out of it with a much better mentality and approach towards my issues. Now, I that was the only way I'd, all, I've, I'd ever learned how to be present. I have a difficult time being present. I'm extremely distracted most of the time. I say it's ADD and that kind of stuff and people know me. It's just something I struggle with. My workouts, I never struggle with that, but I applied it later on to the one of the most mundane tasks of all times. And that is washing dishes. And this happened, this was when I was married, towards the end of my marriage. One of the issues that my, at the time my wife had with me was what, that I didn't contribute 
to a lot of the stuff around the house. And so I started to try and take it seriously. And this is already when we, when we knew that it wasn't going to work out. But I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to take some of the stuff seriously because, uh, well, because uh, I can't just look at the other person. And so I started doing the dishes and doing stuff around the house. And I found that if I was very present, I actually enjoyed doing these, these tasks that are mundane. And so I practiced with doing the dishes, feeling the water, watching the dish, washing it, not thinking about anything else, but actually being where I'm at and doing what I'm doing. And it became a meditative practice. And that's how you can turn anything into meditation. So the advice I would give to anybody who's looking to add meditation to their lifestyle is different now than it used to be. What it used to be was, hey, spend five minutes in a room, belly breathe, try to focus, close your eyes. Now I say, try to meditate doing something that you normally do throughout the day. If you make your bed every morning, be so present when you're making the bed. Watch what you're doing. Pay attention. Don't think about anything else. Be very present with every action that you're doing and everything that's in that room. And and that will be your meditative practice at first. Those opportunities present themselves all day, every day. Um, and the busier your life is, theoretically, the better you can get at meditating because you have more opportunities presented in front of you to practice this, this being present. So, And with that, look, go to mindpumpfree.com and download our guides. <clears throat> They're all free. We have guides on building your arms, your legs, your core, uh, personal trainers. We have guides for personal trainers. You can find them all at mindpumpfree.com. You can also find us all on social media. We have our own individual social media pages on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and you can find my page at Mind Pump Sal. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.